We are live. Oh my goodness. The yeah. hot dogs are cooking. They are cooking on the roller thing. Yep. We used to have a roller thing when I was little. One of those, there's taquitos, there's um, other sausages. How many taquitos could you eat right now if put to it? And you're like in a deficit too, so a decent amount. How many? Yeah, give me a, a, give me a, a range. Lot. Give me within five, plus or minus five. How many taquitos could you eat? Probably like thirty plus. Yeah. Would you put salsa on some of them? Would you? Like, some of them, yeah, yeah, some of them. But then after a point, you're it's a waste. You're just, I mean, if you're going purely for like volume, you're wasting like to be to be the king of the taquitos. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could hit the, a decent amount. The king of the Seven Eleven taquito. Would you do the thing uh, where, like, within the hot dog eating contest, where you they like two at a time? You know what I mean. You put like you know you know what I mean. Maybe and then like slosh water on yourself as <laughs> <laughs> Joey Chestnut style. <laughs> uh, How do you feel about Joey Chestnut, there, Coach Danks? I, I, I'm at a loss for words for this entire conversation, so there's that. This episode of the podcast is not brought to you by taquitos of any brand, shape, or form. It is, however, brought to you by coffee. Tell us what kind of coffee we're drinking. Coach Amanda. You made it. I don't know. Well, it's a blend. <laughs> it's, the st- <laughs> it's the staunch fit blend. Uh, that is actually taken from three different places. Uh, so Sumatra, Guatemala, and I think the third is Colombia, but it's excellent. And so who do we get this coffee from? 1440 Roasters. <laughs> 1440 Coffee Roasters. They are excellent. They do a really good job. Uh, they pay a lot of attention to how they roast and how they source. You can get a discount on their stuff. They'll ship it right to your door. Roasted within a day or so of shipping, so it's super duper fresh. What is the offer code you can use to save some money? Power Builder fourteen forty. Boom. Can you give the listener like a couple notes that we're tasting and smelling from this this Staunch specific fit blend? I'm gonna smell waft a little bit. I think that's the technical term. I think it's good. I think that doesn't answer the question that you were asked. We'll try next week, man. (laughs) Maybe next week. Oh, boy. Cocoa, a lot of energy in this podcast. Tremendous amount of energy. I think somebody's had too much coffee already. Or just enough. Maybe just enough. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Did you decide on a topic for this podcast? Yeah, you, well, we had you a, say that every single week. You go, I know. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What because aren't we talking about? It changes all the time. We've had multiple conversations about what we should discuss for this topic. Well, we had a uh, we put out a little poll just this morning on the Instagram, and we had some responses to that. So we chose one of those responses. And it's around using food and potentially alcoholic beverages as celebratory tools. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sort of where that does, doesn't fit in, maybe the origins of why we tend to do that, because I think that's something that culturally is pretty widespread. And then maybe some best practice strategies kind of based on our experiences, some pitfalls, etc. 
I'd say before we get any deeper, if you guys have any, as a listener, have any other questions or topics that you would like us to discuss, you can email them to us or shoot, shoot us slide slide right into our DMs and let us know. Or uh, if the poll is still live, go and toss it in that poll and maybe we'll look for future weeks. That always applies. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Definitely. If you have something you want us to talk about uh, and throw some knowledge at you about, go ahead and throw it into the poll. So... I was writing down some notes before we turned this on when we were sound checkifying. And it's an interesting thing because it takes me actually back to the um, study of political theory and the beginnings of the country, which is sort of interesting because obviously we're coming up on the inauguration. So it's like a time where people start to think about that stuff a little bit more. Uh, and Oftentimes we forget that the foundations of what is now like widely accepted American cultural practices uh, find a lot of their base in uh, Puritanism or like Puritanical origins. And the Puritans were effectively religious extremists. So they that's part of the reason why they were here initially is that they were so far outside the realm of normal English and Dutch society that they effectively had to move. Uh, among other reasons. Um, and so one of the big things in those societies was that uh, a lot of things were looked upon as being sinful, as signs of lust and desire, which was therefore wrong and sinful. Two of those things, for sure, were uh, what they saw as overindulgence in food and drink. Which is sort of interesting because I, the the consumption of alcohol runs really deeply through the entire history of the United States. Um, there's rebellions over it, uh, you know, all sorts of interesting things. Um, but that really starts, unfortunately, um, culturally, our rugged relationship with food and with drinking, and sort of seeing those things as something that inherently should be restricted. And unfortunately, part of human nature is something that when it's restricted, you start to sort of lust after. Um, and it falls into today and another topic of like that stuff is in terms of special occasion things. So you accomplish something. So therefore, you can reward yourself by doing something that is suboptimal. So that's sort of the origin in a nutshell of where this comes from societally. Um, and obviously, we're not going to it's not a history lesson, but just to give everybody a little context. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you guys. What are your thoughts about this? And then what are your, what's your kind of background with using these things or maybe not using them to celebrate quote unquote special stuff? I think to kind of dovetail off of that, I mean, it's, it's obvious like coming off of holiday season, right? Or heading into birthdays and that those sorts of things like it, those are other constructs again that are created to be indulgent and be indulgent specifically in foods and drinks right we celebrate with a birthday cake um, or someone gets a promotion so we go out and have a happy hour like it, it's the idea that for 
some reason those things should be used during those times and those times only. And I think if you listened to last week's episode, um, you know, focusing on nutrition, that if you are dialed in to your nutrition, the rest of the time, like, it, it shouldn't be perceived as celebratory in any sort of way. That it's just a, a normal thing. You're, it's, I don't know, I struggle with the thought of like, oh, I've done something great or I achieved something great or my kid has or it's a birthday or whatever. So therefore, the construct is let's eat and or drink. So are you saying that it could be just a uh, regular part of life? Or are you saying that it's if you're dialed in 95% of the time otherwise that it just doesn't really matter? It doesn't both? really, uh, both. It, it doesn't really matter and it, it shouldn't be perceived as like this big thing. Like, okay, I get to hold out, you know, next Friday, Ryan's birthday, that means I get to have this like it, it there shouldn't be so much emphasis placed on a particular food or a particular beverage that like you lust for it yeah i think that's a very reasonable point and i think probably what gets people into trouble is that they do sort of lust for it i heard somebody uh somebody far smarter than me make this analogy with regard to working and then vacations. So someone works a job they don't really like and saves a bunch of money and they take this unbelievable vacation and they have an unbelievable time, but basically the rest of the year work constantly or near constantly, that it actually, it can come back and make the day-to-day -day existence seem a lot worse because you're back to afterwards something that you don't really like, whereas a more productive way to do that would be to have your day-to-day -day life be something that you derived a lot of meaning from and you got a lot of enjoyment out of. So like, yeah, you still take vacations, but you like regular life too. So you're not like, you're not grinding when you come back. And I think this, the analogy here is the same is your life shouldn't feel like one of deprivation in normal times. Um, there's some very specialized moments where that might be the opposite, like bodybuilding show prep, which you can talk a little bit about, Amanda. Um, but the idea of lusting because you're going to go out to a restaurant or you're going to have a couple drinks, like uh, probably is indicative of the fact that something's missing normally um, either because you like that leads you down a really kind of a rough dark road for a little bit or because you're attaching some sort of really really big significant importance to it which may not be super healthy yeah i think well just kind of what i was thinking as you were <clears throat> talking about that um you could it, like those things are never going to go away whatever the the treat is or the celebratory whether it's a couple drinks or cake or cookies or literally 50 taquitos um like the, they'll never go away so like i and i think the three of us 
can relate to this is like when you are in a deficit, for example, and like those, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can eat those things, but it's, it's not advisable to consistently do if you're serious about your goals and being in a deficit. Those things, like you are realistic with yourself and like those things are still gonna be there. Like, like you said at the beginning, like I'm in a deficit now, but I know in like a month, like I'm not gonna be and those things are still there. So like those, it's not like now or never or, you know, birthdays are the only time that I can or, you know, whatever the reasoning may be. Like I think those people have that mentality where it's like, uh, you know, now's the chance. And I was listening to a podcast the other day with like an elite uh, Olympic wrestler and he was talking about like cutting weight and his diet throughout the year essentially or throughout the season. And he was saying the same thing. He was saying there's like this underlying uh, drive to just eat everything because he feels like he can't have it when he's essentially prepping or like cutting weight to compete. Um, so I think it's that natural, you have to like remind yourself like, Hey, it's still going to be there. Um, I can have it. It's still always available whenever. Um, and I think that can kind of provide some comfort in a sense of like, it's, it's always there. It's never not there. It's like you're, it's the sun's always going to rise. Like you don't have to necessarily get up every morning to watch it rise, but it's still going to be there. Yeah, and I think it comes to a bigger issue of like what you find joy in, right? And so if you achieve something, right? So let's just stick with like a job promotion, right? You get promoted and you want to celebrate. Well, why does a something to celebrate, why does that have to be tied to food or drink? Like why can't that mean that then for 30 minutes or an hour, you get to do whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe that means you sit by yourself and you read a book. Maybe that means you go out and you play with your kids or whatever. It's, it's tying such importance to food and alcohol that it needs to be separated. Now, again, this goes back to last week's topic. If you have specific performance and aesthetic goals, should you have a piece of cake with every meal or, you know, four times a week, three times a week, whatever? No, because then you're not going to achieve those goals. But placing so much emphasis on a piece of cake that it's restricted for a birthday or a celebratory event is just not not healthy for your for your mind um, or your relationship with food in general. You know what's so fascinating is that's such a like societally like deep thing in terms of like like when you're little and you get a shot like like going to get ice cream after. Like I always it remember it like yeah yeah or like we would go to like Baskin Robbins that was like if after like going to get a shot or um, or like going out like some special treat for like a report card. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like that's so, runs so societally deep that it's not even necessarily like thought of or it's not even like processed anymore. You know, so I was th- just, th- you guys, it's perfect segue. Um, a few thoughts, but one, again, goes back to last week. So I think you hit the nail on the head with goals and what it's important to you. And we'll kind of talk about maybe times of the year where it makes more sense versus less. 
Um, but I think it's important for people to think about that all of this is made up. All of it. So for all of human history, up until the very, very comparatively recent past, there were not big cultural uh, associations with food other than um, because you spent so much time on the brink of starvation. So there were times of relative plenty where people like effectively feasted. But it's always been about survival. Now, clearly, we're not in that situation anymore for the most part. Um, so what is turned into is this basically made up story that you should use food for your birthday, something great happens with regard to work or your family or some accomplishment, etc. that you reward yourself with that. And we're not necessarily saying you shouldn't, but what I'm saying is that you have to decide whether you're going to be above the game or whether you're going to allow people and companies and sort of the general culture to fool you because it's always going to try to fool you. So you could look at it as, I look at it like this, as being binary. Somebody's going to win. Either they're going to win or you're going to win. Either they're going to fool you or you're going to see with the game you're, they're playing and you're going to sort of be outside of it. And this falls right into that. So it's in a restaurant's interest to, to fool you. It's in a beer company's interest to fool you. It's in all of those, like, that's just how it works. That's how the game is played. So either you're going to be fooled and sort of duped into playing the exact game they want you to play with all the attendant guilt afterwards and all that sort of thing, or you're going to be sort of above the game and it just brushes right off of you because you understand what it is. Yeah, I think it goes back to the idea if we extrapolate this out to like following a diet, right? That a lot of people's question is, is so do I get a when do I get a cheat meal? When do I get a free a free meal that I can just kind of do whatever it is that I want? And the reality is is, is if that's your first question going into some sort of diet, whether that be a deficit or maintenance or even really in massing, like your your thought process in that is incorrect. It shouldn't be focused on when do I get to have this because I, I know that I can't have it. If you have specific goals, yes. If you are trying to lose weight, you will need to remove certain foods from your diet. That's a reality. But somehow then focusing on that, oh, I can't have this particular thing just puts a negative connotation on everything and you're less likely to be successful. You have to be excited or find things that are more joyful. And so if we're specifically talking about nutrition and you're in a deficit because you're trying to lose weight, then focus on the good foods that you actually enjoy eating and the abundance of those that you can eat, right? Like when I was prepping, for my last competition, like fruits were my go-to, right? I have a horrible sweet tooth and it was a way that I could have something sweet that fit within my goals. And when I really got into a deficit, I threw some cinnamon on it and it just was a game changer, but it was how I was able to stay the course 
and not feel like, man, I wish that I was eating a piece of cake instead. I was like, no, like this is my ultimate goal. This is what I, I can eat. I enjoy eating it. And so I am. I think one thing too is that you get used to whatever you're doing. So like as like I'm sure almost everyone has heard that like habit thing where it takes like 20 or 30 days of doing whatever to form a habit, but I'd even argue that like in terms of your body getting used to what you're I mean depending on who you are, but maybe for me specifically, getting used to whatever you're eating is shorter than that like it's once you're doing something for like a week then you're you kind of adjust to it so like you you know that first week you're like oh jesus i would love to smash some oreos right now obviously with one top cookie thing taken off otherwise you're just a psychopath if you eat both of them at the same time um but like after that you're like you don't you it doesn't like process to you like we were talking about like the berries and cinnamon thing the other day because like i kind of recently discovered that and it's like great Mm -hmm. like you can eat so many strawberries (laughs) literally so many like basically as many as you want um and that like you get used to that like after like like initially you're like oh like i i wish i could have x y and z i wish i could have more of this but then after a point you're kind of just like you're you're almost like numb to it in the same way that when you are used to eating, you know, a couple Oreos every night, you're just used to that. So you're, you don't, you don't think other ways. It's whatever you're, if you're used to waking up at 9am, you're used to that. If you're used to waking up at 6am, that's what you're used to. It's, it all works the same way. Yeah. I think to kind of build upon what you guys are saying. So you're talking about being in a deficit a deficit is also ultimately meant to be for a limited amount of time. You are not supposed to be in an ongoing, endless deficit. It's like at most, maybe 12 or 16 weeks at most, and then you're going to take a time, maybe almost twice that long, where you're not in a deficit. You know, one to two times as long. And so if you find yourself where you're forever in some kind of diet phase, that's issue number one, because you're you're structurally built for survival. Your body's not trying to be jacked. Your body's not trying to good like look good at the pool. Your body's trying to survive. Period. So it starts to release the farther into a deficit you get. Release hormones that drive you to want to find food so you don't starve to death because that's what it thinks is happening. And it wants it drives you to find food that is very calorically dense. And obviously you know what that tends to be. So that's the first issue is if you're sitting in a deficit for long periods of time and wondering why you're having like dreams about food, it's it's probably because you need to come out of a deficit for a little bit and let give yourself some time like to come above the water and breathe. That's the first thing. Now, if we're in a deficit, that's just the reality. Like, if you want to actually get to your goals, you can't drink, period. You really, you can't eat sweets, period. You need to make sure your activity's high, period. And you need to be really consistent. Like, that's how it works. There are no hacks. That's it. Now, in a period of maintenance, you have some breathing room. You can have dessert sometimes. You can go and have a drink with your buddy who's in town. It's not always meant to be this sort of militaristic discipline where you can never enjoy your life. That's senseless. 
However, you still need to keep tabs on what you're doing and you can't let a drink turn into six. You can't let a piece of cake at a birthday party like tank your weekend or not having a plan for a given meal tank your weekend. It, it just can't work that way. You have to be above the game. Even when you're massing. So as you alluded to, my birthday's next week. We'll uh, almost certainly go out to a restaurant somewhere fun uh, and have dinner. Uh, depending on how I feel that day, if I feel like it, I might have a couple drinks, who knows. Uh, and I'll be a week into massing, where you're purposely in a caloric surplus with the, the goal of gaining muscle mass. So there, theoretically, on paper, that looks like a do-whatever-you-want kind of thing. But it's not really. It's very controlled, day-to-day um, -day surplus with a very specific goal. It's not go hog wild because you can just quote, eat whatever you want. You can, you just have suboptimal results. So the time to do these things in a perfect world is when you're maintaining, possibly when you're massing, but engage in it briefly. So come in and out of it and do it for one meal and then you're out of it. And you switch that switch back off and you're back in your game optimally. Yeah, and again, it's it's changing your thought process with your food and with your nutrition and understanding that a lot of the ideals that we have are truly just constructs and not and not in any sort of way a reality. So if you're finding that you want to celebrate an accomplishment or a birthday, like that's great, but don't allow the go-to be food or alcohol if you want it to understand that it is just that that it can be just that especially if you are dialed in the rest of the time if you are in kind of that maintenance and mass phase and that it may or may not depending on how far you go with it impact the next day or the goals that you have with it to add to that, um, don't feel like you have to do certain things either. So I used to work in the beer industry, both on the production side and on the sales side. And so on uh, both sides, there's a tremendous amount of drinking. It's the dirty little secret of that industry is there's a lot of drinking a lot of the time. And in the last piece, when I was on the sales end, uh, a lot of it was like after work, happy hour type stuff where you'd go to support other reps or you would have an event yourself and sort of the expectation the underlying expectation was oftentimes that you would drink um, and I did not always drink so oftentimes I would get a beer but I was going to go and exercise after that like I had no desire to have like four beers on a Tuesday afternoon slash evening so sometimes I would get a beer basically for optics, but I wouldn't actually drink it. I would just drink water. And sometimes I would just drink water. And I worked in the industry. And so my the team that I was on eventually got used to this. And my bosses knew and were okay with it. And we had like strategies of like, take your beer into the bathroom with you and just pour it out in the urinal so it looked like you drank it. Because like, it was just part of the job. But the idea that you have to do anything you're hanging out at a birthday party, and if like you don't want to have cake, that you have to somehow have cake, 
or that you have to have a drink if you go out is the biggest load of BS. And if you, what, you're is, what you're doing is important to you. Now, if you want to have one and you're not in a deficit, right, then go for it. But if you don't, like well, who's in charge? Like you or other people? So don't do it. If you're watching like a football game and uh, the people around you are having beers and you don't want to have a beer because you're like trying to catch a workout the next day or you have this goal, then don't. Drink sparkling water and be done with it. Like they're still going to be your friends. So again, it's a construct. I think two things, two different things that I thought of as we were talking about that is one, um, I guess like anecdotally, like my girlfriend and I, like when I was in mass slash maintenance, like would not like frequently, but like would try if there was some new ice cream or cookie place that we wanted to try, you know, maybe once a month or so we would go and try and, you know, we would go out to dinner X, Y, and Z. So that was not like a norm, but like I said, like once a month. Um, and then now like being in a deficit, she like, obviously she isn't like she works out and everything, but she isn't, she's doing her thing. Um, like that doesn't, that isn't really an option. And just me saying that to her, like she understands, you know what I mean? I think as we've said a hundred times on other episodes, like your family or your significant others are going to, they're not going to like, like glare at you. You know what I mean? Like they're going to understand, especially if you just explain like, Hey, in three weeks, we can go, you know what I mean? Or let's just hold off for the moment or you can go and I'll buy you a cookie and we can still have, you know, an enjoyable time together. Um, so that's my, that was the first thing. Second thing. Um, so obviously we've talked about like not going crazy in terms of food and everything. So I think a lot of listeners could maybe be like, okay, I got it. Like I have to control myself. Um, but what are some ways, some recommendations that we can put out there for the listener, um, in terms of ways to celebrate that aren't necessarily negative in terms of your health and fitness and maybe positive in terms of your health and fitness. So like you said, I think like taking time to read or just taking time for yourself, uh, what are some other recommendations or maybe ways that we, um, as professionals in the industry do those things for ourselves. I think it just, it it all ties back to like what brings you joy. If like having a piece of cake or having a glass of wine brings you that much joy, like you have to evaluate the situation and why, why is it that it's tied to something that potentially can deter you from your ultimate goals? Like, there's nothing that says like you have to celebrate with a a cupcake because whatever like do what makes you happy and somewhere along the way right if you've been in this long enough and you're the oddball in your family who exercises or watches what they eat like they're gonna understand like okay it's your birthday you don't want cake for your birthday then what do you want so for me, sometimes it's just, sure, then let's like have a steak and I'm going to have a white potato instead of sweet potatoes because that's not something that I eat regularly. And if you're trying to put emphasis on food, great. Otherwise, like 
no, like just kind of hanging out and spending some time with you because I don't get to do that often is really all I need. And if you say that to somebody, they're not going to be like totally offended and be like, no, you must have this cake. Like, no, hang out, go somewhere, go explore someplace new, do something, anything else that just brings you joy. That's, I think you just made like the point of the podcast potentially is uh, why are you having those things, right? Like we can go out to dinner and I don't give a shit where we go or what we have really. Honestly, because it's not why we're going, right? We can make we can make anything here, right? That's not the idea. We can drink here. Like it, it doesn't. It's not the thing. It's who you're going with, and spending that time. So, that's the thing. It's the experience of spending time with people. So it's like put your phone down. Don't worry about getting a drink. Get whatever you want to eat to get you know to eat. And enjoy the time. Make the time memorable. It's not about eating a certain thing or drinking a certain thing. Unless that gives you a wild amount of happiness. If it does, then that's not inherently wrong, depending on what your goals are. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I think, well, I was just going to say, like, I think, like, going off of that, like, we went for a walk yesterday. And I think, like, I can speak for you in saying that like that was more meaningful or uh, not like thoughtful, but like more meant more to both of us than necessarily like going to dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like going for an hour walk at a Metro park is like just the same for us as like going out to dinner and like going wild. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's maybe the underlying thing is why, why uh, are we attaching so much uh, value and happiness to eating and drinking? Why do you need a drink when you're around certain people? I think that's a hard question sometimes that people have to ask themselves. And I think, you know, obviously with the way that the world is right now, that became kind of the norm, right? Like we're stuck inside. We can't really go anywhere. Uh, now it's winter, it's snowing, so people don't want to spend time outside. And so they are going to default to, well, I'm stuck in, inside, you know, I just taught my kids all day, plus doing my own work. I'm going to reward myself with a glass of wine. Well, why? Why, why is that your go-to? Why can't your quote-unquote reward be an hour that you just get to spend doing whatever you want to do? Imagine if your reward, instead of a, like sitting for an hour and quiet with a glass of wine, is like sitting with a sparkling water, reading in quiet. Like well, you, like imagine how much right. more you get out of that. Like you're actually you're improving yourself by reading, and you're not like actively negatively like like putting a damper on your health in terms of like consuming alcohol and like watching TV. You know what I mean? And both, right. I'd like both are relaxing. Right. Or put a puzzle together, sit and talk to your significant other. Like there are just so many other things that we can do that you become better person 
not only for yourself, but for your family, if you take the time to do it, right? Like, obviously this is a fitness podcast. We are coaches. And so we talk about the value of exercise and doing that for your health. Um, and that sometimes it's really a good thing for your mental status um, and that your family is gonna understand that and appreciate it. The same is true when it comes to how you are celebrating the rest of your life. And if the, if the go-to is food and alcohol, like, there's just so many other ways that you can get more out of celebrating whatever it is that can benefit not only your life, but your mental health, your physical health, and potentially your relationships, whether it be with yourself, your spouse, or your children. Here's a crazy thing I just thought of. What if, so your goal for being in the gym to work out is to be more uh, like healthy and fit to do things with your family and kids, which I think a lot of our, like a lot, if not maybe all of our clients for the most part have that's some sort of goal and you just PR'd your mile run whatever you know 400 it could be literally anything so that's your goal and you did that and then you like why would you not celebrate by like going for a walk with your kids like isn't that's the entire point of why you're doing that and you just prove that you could do it so like why isn't that how you sell like that that doesn't make any like I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, it does, the, the the two should uh, align, right? Like there are reasons that you are spending that time in the gym, and so that is to somehow positively affect the rest of your life. So then, why, when you want to celebrate something, are you doing things that negatively impact your life? Or escaping. I mean, that's what I was thinking, like escaping from the people who are supposed to be the most important to you. Like back to the idea of like teaching your kids so you're going to have a glass of wine. Like you get to teach your kids. Like I understand it's a change for people, but like you get to spend all day with your children. Is that not why you had children? Like is, should the goal perhaps not to be to escape from that, but to like have as much of that time as you possibly can within reason? You know, so I think at the end, sometimes it's the self-reflection of why we're doing certain things. And maybe if it, we have to engage with an adjustment to our mindset, which is, of course, not unique to the listener. That includes certainly each of us. That you Sometimes you have to take pretty hard looks at how you view certain things and realize that your view of it is potentially flawed or could be improved. Yeah, and it just it goes back to habits and developing healthy habits and what those look like. And while that it, it may be an adjustment period, right, but you, you've gone through those adjustment periods within the gym, right? There was a point in time where each of us sitting at this table and every one of you listening didn't know how to squat, and so it took time for you to learn how to squat and then to do that with some sort of implement, whether it be a dumbbell, a barbell, and be able to do that. So any other habit that you're trying to adjust, whether it is just your thought process about something, is going to take time. So don't get so down on yourself because, you know, 
this Friday you get a promotion and your your go-to is still to celebrate with a glass of wine. Like it's okay, things take time, but just know that there are other ways that you can reward yourself and reward your success than with food or alcohol. Bing bang the boom. That's it. Keep thinking, keep moving. We'll see you next time. See ya.